0: Then there was just that whole if you were eligible for a stimulus check and you didn't actually need it because you've maintained employment, just having money given to you like that for free with no strings attached, it does a lot of times just kind of burn a hole in your pockets. This is Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp where I help tech professionals in their 20s and 30s balance a great life today without sacrificing their future possibilities. I'm your host, Lucas Casares, certified financial planner and founder of Level Up Financial Planning where I help educate, coach and build strategies with my clients to help them take their financial confidence to the next level. Hac- did, 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 disclaimer, alert This information's for education, so don't just go use it. First consult with your financial advisor, because that's way more legit. That's it.: As far as compliance goes, that was pretty awesome. Thank you, Orlando Gomez. you'll hear more from him later this season when he shares his journey into tech by writing a jingle. Hello, welcome to Season 3.0 of Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp. I'm excited to kick Season 3.0 off today with talking about how the pandemic has impacted your finances. And I'm sure it comes as no surprise that the pandemic has changed a lot of things. Uh, Even from my business standpoint, my podcast standpoint, there's just so many different (laughs) things that happened as a result of the pandemic. And luckily, I came out on a positive side on all those things. We ended up having our daughter mid-year back in 2020, and she's been doing good along with the the rest of our kids. Business was, I'd say, kind of stagnant, and there was some growth, but it wasn't the growth I was kind of expecting for 2020 but at the end of 2020 and the first half almost of 2021 because this is May 5th now Cinco de Mayo and business has been flying through the roof and so I thank everyone for listening anyone that's been referring people to me or my podcast it's definitely been noticed now I have people coming from all different kind of situations and different content now that I create and a lot of referrals of people that I know, people I'm friends with and existing clients. So it's really cool. It's probably the most fun part of my business I've had now, other than the initial launch, right? Because obviously that's exciting there. But without further ado, I will dive into today's topic of how the pandemic has impacted your finances. And just right out of the gate, there's a lot of things just that happens from a government standpoint that really impacted finances. So if you had student loans or if your partner has student loans, it was actually a huge relief to have the forbearance on those student loans and also not have them accrue interest. Pretty pretty phenomenal as far as what people were able to do, how confident they were with that off their plate to to be able to do a lot of other fun and exciting things. I had a lot of clients purchase their first home over the course of 2020. And that was something that wasn't on their radar initially, thought it was kind of an impossible situation. Then interest rates fell to all-time lows. So that's just another way how the pandemic kind of changed personal finances. A lot of clients who already had homes ended up refinancing and getting lower rates. If they needed to, they were taking cash and equity out of the home and using it to pay down Credit card debt and other high interest debt that they may have had. And so, yeah, the pandemic was pretty, pretty intense on the financial side of the situation. There was also stimulus checks if you were eligible. There's new things moving forward where the child tax credit has been increased if you're eligible for those. So, still a lot going on on the government side of things and the pandemic and how that's impacting you financially there's also a lot of things that you just haven't been able to do. So travel was just out of the question for a good portion of 2020 and things have been easing up now. And so that's one thing that you'll definitely want to keep an eye on. I think that's the biggest and most obvious thing that a lot of my clients who like travel, I don't know a single client I have where travel is not a somewhat high priority for them. And As you can imagine, not a lot of traveling going on, a lot of kind of smaller camping trips, hikes, things just kind of exploring nature in your own area, which is a lot less than an international trip or trip to Florida, a trip to Disney, and all of these things that have huge dollar amounts associated with them. So if you did not end up traveling, you may have found that you've saved quite a decent chunk of Funds, especially if you're receiving stimulus, especially if you didn't have those student loan payments, there's, there's a lot of ways that you could have come out of this whole pandemic financially stronger than you did heading into it, which is kind of surprising if you think about it. So if anyone <laughs> early 2020 were to say, hey, there's going to be a huge pandemic issue, it's going to be a huge problem for a lot of small businesses and businesses in general to navigate traveling is going to be out of the question, but you're going to be fine financially. You're going to come out way, way ahead in the situation. And so that's, that's pretty insane to think about. If someone told you that you probably find it hard to believe there's a a few other ways too, that you probably have noticed that maybe you weren't spending as much as you may have been previously. And most people had been working from home for almost all of 2020. And that may even continue in 2021 for you. So gas prices is really a minimal part of the budget. Even for my family, I think we've filled up a gas tank maybe three times in over a year, which is pretty insane. It was definitely a once or twice a month. We, we're not big uh, commuters even before the pandemic hit, but once, once it did hit, we basically had nowhere to go other than our kind of side excursions on the weekends dining out that's something that we didn't do initially and we're finally kind of diving back into that but that's that was a huge savings uh off of our plate where yeah if we're going out and about if we're doing things we'd stop and get a smoothie we'd stop and pick up a bite to eat it's just really easy and convenient to to dine out and if you've ever dined out versus buying things and making it all yourself, uh, there's definitely a cost savings to be had there if you're doing it smart in the right way. Another huge thing that we weren't able to do, and I'm sure a lot of people weren't able to do our form of entertainment is movies, drive-in movie theaters and, and things like that. And although we could have done those things, we had a, a little baby and, and <laughs> the drive-in movie theater or any movie theater with a the little baby is a little tricky. So, we did not have barely any normal entertainment spending that traditionally we would have done in the past. And if you like concerts, if you like just going out to the bar as your form of entertainment, going to the casino, whatever it be, a lot of times the pandemic and just kind of all those restrictions that were put in place really reduced those options available to you. And so you probably weren't spending as much on more that traditional entertainment that you would do in a normal sit- situation where the world's not kind of closed or not suggesting that you stay home as much as possible. So those are just a handful of the ways that I've seen my family and my clients change and, and have that potential opportunity to save. That The problem is, yes, you could have saved, but a lot of times things just shift. So if you have money, if you tend to spend the money that you have, regardless of what's going on in the world, you probably found a place for some of those funds to go. Maybe not all of them. Maybe you still do come out ahead as far as savings goes, but there's a high probability you found other ways to spend that money. The biggest one on our end that has really been a significant expense. It's not... uh, a huge one, but it's still significant and noticeable. And and one that uh, we definitely have to talk about changing in the future, if that's uh, doesn't fit into our goals. And it's the food delivery, not fast food delivery, which also there's surcharges and things like that. So you might fall into this, but ours was just grocery delivery tip and, and all of that fun stuff. We also shifted to in-home entertainment. So now instead of going to the movie theaters, we definitely have been buying movies. So when the new Trolls movie came out, we bought it. When the Scoob movie came out, we bought it. And our kids both love those. So it was well worth the investment per playtime for sure. We're probably talking about pennies now that we paid per watch on that so that's definitely something we had bought in a few video games we ended up buying them tablets because not having a babysitter having to work from home having meetings where we need children to be quiet it's a little bit easier with the tablet unfortunately so we're we haven't been the greatest at that but yeah that's just some of the ways that our spending had shifted things that we traditionally wouldn't have done i'm not a a big fan usually of purchasing movies but it just seemed like, hey, if with everything going on, if we can make this more bearable, more enjoyable, let's go ahead and, and do this. And we weren't going crazy because obviously we're saving a lot of money on some of those other me- things I've mentioned to you. Home goods, buying a few more things for the house. We bought a new coffee machine, which is because we stopped going to Starbucks. So we were Starbucks-aholics. So we'd, we'd each go once a day, every day a week. Uh, we wouldn't just get the bare the coffee, we'd get the, the sweetened, vente <laughs> sugary drinks, and they were delicious, we were addicted, but when the pandemic hit, and we weren't sure if we should be going to a Starbucks and having a barista staying over our coffee and make that for us while my wife was pregnant at the time. We decided that we can't really go cold turkey, we can't really do some of the the rig things, because we had tried a lot of those things in the past and wasted money on those types of machines. We ended up getting like a, I think it was like $600 espresso machine that's really robust. And it was a, a huge kind of risk, but that's something we spent a lot of money on. Luckily, we've fallen in love with it, still haven't gone to Starbucks in over a year. And so we're we're ahead in terms of savings. But initially, if we would have made that purchase and then just went back to Starbucks anyways, then, then we probably would have been upside down that investment there. But there's, you probably found different things in your house, different investments. Maybe you bought workout uh, equipment, which I know is a popular one for a lot of people being stuck at home, not being able to go to your gym for the first few weeks was pretty scary. There was actually a shortage of workout equipments from what I've heard, uh, which is pretty interesting, but that that's probably something that either you or someone, you know, kind of ran into with different home goods that you ended up buying and purchasing. You might've developed a new hobby or passion project. I have quite a few clients with different passion projects and hobbies and potential career shifts that they had been able to make. One thing that's not the topic of conversation for this episode is just how the pandemic changed more than just your finances, right? It kind of changed a lot of things. And there's a lot of people making huge, gigantic shifts a lot of these things do impact your finances a little bit as far as like moving away from a career that you're well-established and senior in where you're getting a certain amount of pay. Uh, and that's something to be aware and interested in. Yeah. It might've been, been something that popped in your head, like hey, how much longer can I keep going at this? And the pandemic put a lot of stress on people in a lot of different ways, not just working from home, not just not seeing your loved ones. It was a combination of all these different things. And so you might've found a new hobby or passion project that you're able to do simultaneous, or maybe it's something that you're going to shift entirely and, and leave your job, quit your six-figure income and, and go and start something brand new from scratch that might not be able to, to generate that type of income right out of the gate. But I'm sure you'll, you'll do your... Financial plan and get your eggs in order and and make sure that it's going to make sense uh, for you. But those things cost money, right? To to start investing in different machinery, equipment, whatever it is that your new hobby or passion project is, those things cost money. And a lot of times, most most hobbies are not necessarily cheap. So that that's where I saw some increased spending for sure. And then there was just that whole if you were eligible for a stimulus check and you didn't actually need it because you maintained employment, just having money given to you like that for free with no strings attached, it does a lot of times just kind of burn a hole in your pocket. So you just find ways to spend it. So there might just be a whole bunch of frivolous things that were not really meaningful or tied to anything particular that that's going to add long-term value to your life, but you had the money. So you just spent it. And the problem with that is you might've created new habits that's are not going to serve you moving forward. So the tricky things with habits is they do tend to stick. Uh, even this podcast episode, originally I was thinking in my head, you know what, I'm going to do a live video. It's been about four months since I've done that. And prior to that, I was recording videos a couple times a week, super comfortable with it. And, and that was my habit, right? I created a habit at the end of that in their 2020 to record live videos and, and do these types of things. But today, the thought of it, made me sick to my stomach, almost made me not even want to hit the record button if I was going to force myself to do live. So I created a new habit of not doing these things. And and it's just not comfortable to go ahead and dive right in. So if you start to build these habits of spending, spending on certain things, it's going to be hard for you to move away from some of them. And so that's, that's really the tricky part in the sticking point moving forward. You have these other things that you haven't been able to do, kind of pent-up demand. I know we can't wait to book our first travel once we're comfortable with doing so. Maybe go to Starbucks occasionally. And hopefully what will happen for you and for me and for my clients is that we'll find a new equilibrium and not try to stack all your new habits, all your new spending habits And add all of our old ones back on top. Because unless you got a huge pay raise or something changed significantly in your financial life that would allow these things to work, that might be too much in expenses. If we're stacking all your old expenses on top of these new habits, it's just going to be a rough ride. And I mentioned the grocery delivery thing as being a topic of conversation. That's actually been one that me and my wife have kind of agreed to or said, you know what? Even though it's it's significantly more than we used to spend on groceries, it's it's worth it. We have three kids and life is chaotic and busy and it's kind of nice having this convenience. So that's something that we know is locked in at least right now as far as the conversation goes. We have to see how these other things stack up like travel once she, ha- she has to start commuting back into work and things like that. But yeah, I think the... Grocery delivery is going to be a fixed expense moving forward that we're we're going to absorb. And that just means that we'll have to make adjustments elsewhere, try to find ways to increase our income and things like that. And so that might feel a little claustrophobic and frustrating that, oh man, you have to make a decision. And the nice thing about it is it's your decision to make. You're in control of this. And the best thing you can do is get out ahead of it, start planning in advance and Think about where your money is actually going, because that's that's usually the trickiest part. Is I, I don't even know if I'm above or behind. I don't know if I've saved. I don't know the government is throwing money at me. I stop paying things. Student loans are going to start up, and all of a sudden you start getting claustrophobic and stressed out about it. But you don't have to do it. All you have to do is sit down and get organized and figure out well where is my money going currently. Find out those kind of key categories, especially if they're newer ones. If they're ones that have showed up in the last year, that means they're brand new categories for you. So identify what those are. Find out what the expenses are going to be for those things. And then think about those goals, those other short-term expenses that are really important to you, things that you've really missed that you can't wait to go out and do. And find out what those dollar amounts are because then you can start backing your way into those numbers. If, If you want to travel this time next year, so let's say June 2022, and you want it to be an epic trip, it's going to be $12,000. Well, if you don't want to go into debt, if you don't want to really impact a lot of other areas of your life, you're going to have to find a way to save $1,000 between now and then within your spending, within your savings for retirement and other goals that are important to you and start to prioritize these things. And worst case scenario is you see that you know what? There's a lot of new habits I have that I don't really want to tweak. So maybe, maybe that's going to have to be a six thousand dollar trip, or maybe it's a three thousand one, and it's that's not Disney. It's going to be just the next state over, or just and go somewhere really nice and relax. There's a huge spectrum of how you can decide to split these things, but you're never going to be able to do it and do it confidently unless you start getting these things organized and actually plan ahead and, and start kind of building that that track between here and where you want to go. And the cool thing about that and the thing that I hear every time once I do these types of things with my clients, when we build their comprehensive strategy guide is like, (laughs) I feel so much better now that I know what's is kind of the situation. So now that I know I need to save more, it's crazy how quickly people will save once they actually see everything laid out, all the facts and, and they have that clarity, then they can act. Now they have actual information that they can act. And that's that's what I'm telling you to do here is provide yourself that information. It's all available to you. It's not like some mysterious thing where someone else is spending your money for you and, and things are just disappearing. Things are just showing up at your, your house in Amazon boxes if you have a partner or children and and they have their own cards and things like that, it might feel like that. But at the end of the day, you should be somehow able to, to tap into that and know where the money is going and how it just takes a little bit of initial effort to kind of get organized on that front. So as you stack these things up, as you get that clarity, it's going to be really easy to identify, well, this is way more valuable than some of these other expenses. And then it's easy to cut those Lower value things out. Well, if it's low value and it's taking up all that stuff, you you hopefully can find a way to get rid of that or remove that as a line item, and crossing these things off or avoiding these expenses in the first place, those all add up as well. So add up positively where you're not tacking on all these Michelin ex- expenses. that are like, oh, I can do it, so I'll just do it. Well, if it's not adding a ton of value don't just do things to do them. It's, there's other things you could do down the line. There's a lot of flexibility and opportunity and options you have if you make better financial decisions. And I always use my being able to start level up financial planning in my company as being one of those things that I didn't want to become a business owner, but <laughs> luckily because we didn't spend a lot of money on things that weren't valuable to us, we did save up a decent amount and when it just made sense for me that I couldn't see myself working for my current employer. I couldn't see myself working for any other employer because I had this goal and vision of being able to help people like myself in my kind of age range uh, that don't know what to do. So obviously I'm a financial planner and I, I enjoyed this, but I know there's the exact opposite of people in my age range that just need that guidance and that clarity so that they can act so they can act confidently and move in the direction that they want to move. And so with that, I'll just say that your your finances are always going to be changing pandemic or not, but the pandemic did speed things up and it did jumble things up. Probably a lot more complicated than normal mild kind of life transitions and changes. This was thrown into a blender basically. (laughs) And so as things start to move back to normal, there's going to be a huge impact to your spending potentially and the best way to get out ahead of it is with these steps of going ahead and getting clarity and organized with where your money is currently going, those expenses that you're currently using, and then what things you anticipate kind of coming up in the future that you need to start adjusting for so that you don't end up running a deficit, you don't end up going into credit card debt and having all these negative things that come with not having control over your financial situation. Definitely. Do not want that. I've seen it night and day where people kind of get out of that situation, how much better they feel, how much more confident they are. And you definitely don't want to backslide into bad financial habits that are not going to serve you or your family or your loved ones. Uh, you really want to, to be confident and clear and, and in control of everything that you have going on financially, and you'll just have a much better life as a result. Thank you for joining me for this first episode of season 3.0. I'm super excited for the lineup of guests I already have lined up. I can't wait to share their stories with you and kind of hopefully it'll inspire you. Also give you a good insight into some of the obstacles that just people face. I I have my own personal obstacles. You have your own personal obstacles. And the crazy thing is, is you're gonna listen and hear some similarities, whether it's my story or other people's stories and you're going to be able to relate to them and understand that you're not alone. I think that's one big thing I got out of season 2.0 and my guests and and a lot of the friendships I made, even though I wasn't able to meet people in person, it is ridiculous how many cool people are out there. Thank you so much for listening to Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp. You can find show notes by visiting levelupfinancialplanning.com and finding the podcast page. You'll also be able to find strategy guides, videos, and cheat sheets to help you take your financial confidence to the next level. If you feel this episode has added a ton of value for you, please rate and share this with friends and colleagues. Catch you next time on Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp.